You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From Los Angeles, California, and Maria Menounos, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On. Spotlight On is a long-form interview series featuring actors and TV personalities. And now, from the world's number one TV after-show platform, this is AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On with over 27 million million. That's a lot of downloads. Weekly downloads. We are your number one source for after show entertainment. And I'm your host, Erica Garcia Rojas. And I am so excited to introduce our special guest for tonight, the very handsome Jeff Timmons. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, which I highly suggest that you do, you will probably recognize him from a super popular 90s, 2000 boy band, 98 Degrees. Jeff also had a successful solo career, and most recently, he created and developed a Broadway-style male dance show, Men of the Strip, which is being chronicled on E! this Sunday on the Men of the Strip reality show in which Jeff is the star of. Well, Jeff... Welcome. Wow, that's quite an intro. <laughs> well, I love that. You're quite a guy, multi-talented That's singer, really nice. Thank you. Singer, dancer, father of five kids. Yes, uh, you <laughs> know, I'm, I'm very busy and very tired as yes. it probably I probably appear on camera. <laughs> no. Too bad they don't have, have uh, video Photoshop yet, yeah. you know. I think you're I think you're fine. Thank, <laughs> thank so, you. So, I have to say I'm a huge 98 degrees fan. So thank I'm you. So excited to have you here. I was one of those teeny boppers at your concerts screaming. I probably saw you guys in concert about Four or five times. And I can tell you that I love every second of that right now. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm like, yes. it, it never gets old. I mean, I, I, I've been around some of the other boy band guys or just like celebrities in general that are like, oh, that was so long ago. Yeah. They act like it's, it's totally cool. And I love it. I love yeah. every second, especially when pretty women tell me that, you yeah. know, they were fans and stuff like oh. that. It's always flattering. That's why we got into it in the first place, you know. Right. Like, so girls, girls would tell you, <laughs> yeah, how cool you are. So it, it, now that I'm in my twilight years, uh-huh. you know, in, the, in my 40s, it's still cool to hear it's that. It's still so. cool. You Still, you don't look much older than you did back Thank then. Thank you. So I appreciate you're doing something that. right. So, okay. So, from sweet, lovable boy band to a male stripper? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Okay. That's sort of the way it's been portrayed in the press. Okay. I mean, uh, a couple of years back, you know, uh, the, all the boy band and, and mm-hmm. the uh, boy bands were gone. And the pop music had, had, had gone away. And there was a transition in music, of course, you know, yeah. like it always is, especially here in the States. Mm-hmm. And all the, that whole entire genre, the pop R&B stuff, the mainstream genre was, was kind of gone and forced out. Mainstream media was just sick of it. It was oversaturated. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard for me to get gigs, as far, especially as a solo artist, you know. They were like, your music's done. You're getting too old. Uh, you only appealed to teens, and now they're over you. And so I started producing music, and I had started started a large family, and, and was at home a lot, and, and doing stuff in, in that regards. And, and for a while, I struggled. And I went through a bad divorce, and uh, and so I was like, man, what am I going to do? I got remarried to this wonderful woman, and you know, I I was talking 98 degrees. We were going to get back together. It sort of fell through, and then finally, I got approached to do the. I had been getting approached to do the Chippendales in Las Vegas for years to yeah. host yeah. MC and. 
headline. And my wife was like, go check it out. I was like, hell no, I'm not going to do this. You know, people are going to think I'm a, I'm a stripper now. I don't, you know. Yeah. And so I went and checked out the show and it couldn't be farther from the truth. Obviously, the guys, part of the gimmick of the show is that they take their clothes off to an extent, mm-hmm. but it was a well choreographed show. Now, it was a little, uh, a little bit cheesy. Uh, you know, the guys were a little older, uh, but nonetheless, I went and did it. It broke box office records at Vegas as the so host. You, you, oh, so you did as a host. So you didn't dance. I didn't dance in the show. Did no, you sing? I, I sang throughout the entire show. Though. Oh, so you sang. I did all the okay. 98 degree stuff, some new stuff, and, and we also ultimately sold out my run. And, and people, you know, we got a ton of press after it, and people started offering me all kinds of stuff. And I think mm. the success from that was the catalyst for 98 degrees getting back together. Yeah. And, and then we got back together and did the, the package tour and all that stuff. And then I thought, well, you know, the Chippendales is cool. But why can't we make a cooler, souped-up, more well-produced, make the guys a little sleeker, not so bodybuilder-esque, mm-hmm. more production in the show, and keep adding more musicality to the show? And I think with that combination, you have sort of uh, that appeal to f- folks like yourself mm-hmm. that like the boy bands, mm-hmm. and then you have the sex appeal of the guys that are complete studs on stage but dancing well. And so we created Men of the Strip. And I read, too, that you guys were kind of inspired or maybe, I don't know if you came before or after, the whole Magic Mike thing, too. Yeah, well, you know, I when I was with uh, the Chips for my run, they kept extending me and extending me and extending me. The chips. Yeah, I call them the Chips. That's their, uh, oh, the chips. In, that's the insider term for them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, um, I kept getting extended with them, and I was like, man... I, I went to them and approached them. I said, you know what? What really fascinated me about the whole thing, obviously it wasn't the, 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 the show part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was really enamored by the guys behind the scenes, how quirky they were, how cool they were, and all the preconceived ideas I had about them were out the window. I mean, these guys were family guys or, or guys that were doing it to get through school or uh, just guys that were, were party animals. And the combination of them and how they fought and how they got along mm-hmm. was very interesting to me. And, and even on top of that, how girls responded to them uh, was interesting to me. It, it, I drew a lot of parallels for the boy band days and this. These guys were treated like rock stars. Girls would do anything to meet them. And, uh, you know, these guys really knew how to handle it. And they were local superstars in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I went to the to the ownership and management of the Chippendales and I said, hey, look, what if we take these guys and try to get a reality show with them? Mm-hmm. Went and shopped it. Had some some serious interest from some major networks. Uh, but the Chippendales has been an established brand for years. And, you know, I don't know whether they were afraid of doing it, whether they didn't, they thought that I might try try and take control yeah. of it for whatever reason the bureaucracy behind it prevented me from doing that. Yeah. So, so did you have an offer anything at any point? Or yeah, well, it- I mean, we had some offers from some big popular television cable networks. Wow, and they turned it down. And they they kind of avoided pursuing it. Uh-huh. Let's put it that way. Okay. And uh, I was puzzled. But I, I sat back and I was like, well, we'll make a this, this there needs to be a cooler version of this anyway. Yeah. There needs to be a more musical version of it anyway. The dancing needs to be better. The guy's got to be cooler, more diverse. Uh, and so I decided to create another one. I was pretty impressed by some of the choreography that was in the Chippendale show. So mm-hmm. I had asked some folks, who did that? Uh, this number or this particular number and they've referred me to Glenn Douglas Packard who's a world famous choreographer he's worked with Michael Jackson uh, Ricky Martin we did the 25th anniversary Michael Jackson special okay. with him so I got with Glenn and I said hey man what do you think about starting a really like really mainstream like let's go get these guys on 
this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, these kinds of shows, yeah. uh, and make it mainstream. He was like, I've been trying to do it for years, mm-hmm. got with some other partners, and we created Men of the Strips. Then Magic Mike came out, and that was perfect for, for us because all the, 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 the taboo elements of this uh, were out the window because Magic Mike, Chan- Channing Tatum, it's now mainstream box office uh, top, mm-hmm. chart-topping sh- uh, movie with a sequel coming out. So now what was taboo for girls uh, and always cool for guys to have at, 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 for fun was you know something that was right right there in the open for girls to go and indulge in. So how long ago did you create Men on the Strip? I think the the, the idea from the four of us getting together and say we're going to do this and here's how yeah. we're going to do it. It's almost two years ago. So years. so not long okay. creating the idea, yeah. casting the guys. Putting the guys on tour, getting them ready for a show, and then going and shopping it for TV, and now getting on TV, people would be like, "Wow, that was a long time." But no, you it's know, quick. It's in this business, quick. it was like, you know, it yeah. happened fast. So you you created the Men on the Strip first, and then shopped the whole thing out to that's right. the different networks. Yeah, that's what we did. Okay, and now. Oh. No, no, I was, so now you're you're picked up, and so this part of what E is chronicling, it's well, right now it's just a docudrama, just Sunday night. That's correct? right, just a movie to start, okay. two hour two hour movie to start. And is it the hope that you guys are going to picked up? That's a, that's the hope, of course. Yeah, yeah. you want to have a series, yeah, you know, because ultimately we 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 have a stage show that's incredible mm-hmm. with these guys, and the bells and whistles are great. The lights, the production, the video, the guys dancing, their routines are incredible. Uh, the costumes, the guys themselves. Themselves. I mean, all that's cool. The music they sing, mm-hmm. you know, just just things that you wouldn't normally expect. You know, in in some of the reviews, the guys sing a couple. One guy, one guy sings a couple songs, and then they strip to this or do that. Uh, this is a total experience. And so, yeah, we we had the ideas. Yeah, get this thing on TV, and that will act as a driver for the live show. Mm-hmm. Blow it up in a live show, and it reacts uh, as a driver for the TV show. And and hopefully, we're going to be able to do that with this movie. I, and I think it totally does appeal to that fan of the boy band because yeah. I was watching some clips and trying to kind of get it myself familiar with it. I was like, I can actually see wanting to go see this. I never in a million years say, oh, I would. I'm the first person to say I do not want to go to a male strip club. Right. Like, no. Ew. Gross. No. But I saw this. I'm like, it's like boy bands on steroids. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and, I, and I've said yeah. that before, too. Yeah. And, and then they told me to stop saying that because oh. people will really think they're on steroids. Oh, you're right. But yeah. So, so the guys were like, hey, can you guys That's stop? True. Can we stop saying it? We already get accused already. I'm like, yeah, no problem, That's man. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so, but yeah, I mean, and that's what my wife, my wife's Mm -hmm. a fan of boy bands, not our era. She's a new kids fan. And she's like, look, if if Donnie Wahlberg came out and I thought that he was going to have any part of this, I'd go see it. You know, I'd be curious to see it. I wouldn't go see a male review, but with, with that element injected into it. I would go check it out. And that's what happened. We we drew a whole new light to the thing when I was in there because I was just singing, hosting it. The guys are classy. It's funny. Yeah. You know, girls get crazy. It's their night out. It's nothing too over the top, too raunchy. And, you know, I think the movie takes things a little bit kind of over the top. But with that's us. That's reality TV. Right, right. We push you it. You have to have the drama. We push it a little bit, but not too far in yeah. the live show. So you obviously are kind of a newbie to the whole reality TV world. Yeah. Your other 98 Degrees uh, bandmates, Nick Lachey. My cohorts. Your cohorts. Yes. They, they've done it and Jude did the whole Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Did you talk to them before doing this? Well, well, Nick, you know, look, once once Nick went on the Newlyweds, he was mm-hmm. in the stratosphere. So, yes, uh, you know, he's huge. on a whole other level. That was like one of the most popular cable TV reality shows in history. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a chance to talk to him too much about it. And, <laughs> you know, well, and Drew did Dancing with the Stars, and that's different than being followed 24 hours yeah. a day. What I did was a very not well-received 
uh, short-lived reality series on um, VH1 called Mission Man Band, where they took different guys from different groups, uh, boy bands, uh, Color Me Bad, Brian Abrams, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick from Insync, myself from 98 Degrees, and Rich Cronin from LFO. They put us together to try to create a super group. But the premise of it was, it was, it was sort of a, and I, I was sort of like apprehensive about doing it because uh-huh. I knew it was going to be kind of an, in an ugly manner to sort of make fun of us. Yeah. But they had talked talked about it, me doing it for so long that I thought, you know what, Brian Abrams really can sing. And so can Chris. And Rich actually was very clever uh, as an MC. So it might work. You know, let's not leave it up to the network. Let's leave it to us mm-hmm. to go do it and do our thing. And, you know, while we tried to make it a success, you know, they, they were kind of trying to make us corny. So we didn't agree with any of the scenarios that they were doing. <laughs> so we would just sit around his house all day and let him just film us hanging out. So it didn't work. But I was familiar with being around cameras 24 okay. hours a day. So you've done it before. Did that yeah. show ever air? It did. It did? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wish did it a didn't. bunch of research no, on you, too. it didn't air. I know. <laughs> I didn't I know. find it. It did, it did air, but just not long. Yeah, okay. Like it, I think it was seven episodes. Okay. It was like, because it was boring. Yeah. You know, what we wanted to show was, you know, Chris Kirkpatrick's a party animal. You know, after the cameras would shut down, I mean, the guy had a stripper pole in his house, and we, he would, like, bus in girls yeah, from Central Florida. You see. And you'd see what's going on <laughs> yeah. behind the scenes. But they wanted us to be, like, brooding and going, uh, oh, our career's over. What are we going to do? And all the girls that, that were our fans, they don't want to see that. Yeah. So don't. it didn't work. But and we but it makes it you feel old, too. Well, it makes, it makes the <laughs> audience feel yeah. old. It makes them look like... You know, we had so many fans. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the biggest groups in the world at one point. They don't want to see that, like, you know, when they were 12, uh, looking up to somebody, them going through struggles. Yeah. And so we weren't really going through struggles. So we don't want to portray going through struggles on TV. So it didn't work. But I, I was, I did so have that experience. There. So it was Got cool. It. So was there, like, it sounded like there was drama going on with the whole. Well, with these guys, I mean, you have competitive guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't start off as male dancers. I mean, some of these guys were athletes. We have like one former professional football player, a guy aspiring to be a WWE cast character, uh, an MMA guy. Uh, We have some veteran, seasoned veteran strippers in the mix. Any Chippendale guys that you poached? A couple of guys. We, you know, we we uh, we actually didn't want to poach the Chippendales guys. A couple we we had a couple of guys that had been kind of disenfranchised by their brand. had mm-hmm. left long before we started this, but they were good guys. They were some of the good ones. Yeah. And the people were like, well, they left. You know, those were the good guys. Those guys came and auditioned, but they had to go through the same process everybody else did for the audition process. And, you know, we ended up with the, I didn't cast the guys. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know which guys would work for girls like you. Mm-hmm. You know, I know which guys sounded good when they sang. Yeah. I know what, noticed which guys could move, but I didn't know what girls like to look at. Mm-hmm. So Glenn was really good at that. You know, he was like, oh, I need a Latin guy. I need a boy next. Yeah, they guy. had like every flavor of the rainbow. That's, that's right. I, I saw it. I'm like, okay, they've got every single type, well, except a guy who's not in shape and you know b- scrawny or whatever. These guys are ripped. They're all ripped, like crazy they're ripped. All, they're all ripped. I mean, a couple. You know, one of the guys, our singer guy, he's not super jacked up, but mm-hmm. he's just sleek. You know, he wanted and Glenn didn't want like gigantic. If you've seen some of these male reviews, these guys are all jacked up. They look and I like bodybuilders. So unattractive. That's why when I see it, they see look oily and like it just seems sleazy right and and and, and a lot these of guys are hot the, 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 well yeah i mean and girls think so too yeah. and and uh, you know i never knew i was like that guy's not good and yeah. they're like what that guy's awesome or i pick guys that were just funny and make me laugh and they're like yeah he but he's five foot two yeah. and he weighs 300 pounds <laughs> yeah. and he'll never make it on stage yeah you know i didn't know yeah. but all i know is i wanted to add that singing element that that really make it like a boy band and these guys did like a boy band medley mm-hmm. in the showcase and and when we did it at the 
end, the crowd went crazy. So yeah. any like like weird, unexpected drama things that happen like, well, without giving too much away? Yeah, but just I mean, something fun. you don't have that. Uh, I think that maybe something that didn't air or something. Th- yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that didn't air. Okay, there's stuff. I mean, he's already doing us a favor by putting it on yeah. and kind of kind of giving us the creative uh, and and not manipulating the creative too much yeah. to make it too vanilla. And it already is much more vanilla, you know, uh, than it than it really is. So I mean, they're pushing the envelope with it. For well, something, give us a little some, I something mean, that. I mean, look. I mean, for instance, these guys. You know, you're not allowed to be full nu- fully nude, and and we and we don't want that anyway in the show. Yeah. But nonetheless, you they were sometimes wear skit get down in the skivvies or yeah. something. Some of the scenarios or whatever, and so they they have to make sure that they wear certain things in case there are wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah. So there's a point where these guys, <laughs> I wasn't in during the scene clearly, but there's a point in there where these guys get measured, you know, for for this clothing, and it's funny because they get, they're surprised. They they're like, "What are you doing? Why am I?" You know, they is this get happened? measured on their they get measured, uh, private yeah, parts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they measure their they private measure, parts. Yeah, they measure it for their <laughs> for this. Thing. For I mean, a special little for, like for, costume. Yeah, that's maybe, right. Yeah. For a little costume okay. that they wear underneath their costume in case something happens. Who measures them? Uh, not me. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't even there. It, it, I, it, it makes you certainly, you know, when you first see these guys. Uh, again, when yeah. pe- people first tune in, it's going to be all about their strippers, their strippers, mm-hmm. their strippers. And then maybe after about the first 15 minutes, you start to forget all about it. You, yeah, for, you start to you start to look at them as characters mm-hmm. and what they're doing and looking at them and what they say and some of the goofy ways they act. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot they're, they're strippers. So the premise of the show is that they're strippers, but the real premise of the show are the guys, you know, and how they act. I mean, that, and that's just like Duck Dynasty. You don't yeah. sit there, they don't sit there and you don't talk about their, you know, products from their 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 company and their business the whole time is about the quirky characters in the show that's why it's such a success yeah and you think that hopefully that it reads well to the audience and it gets picked up for yeah absolutely a full season. yeah we, and, and we we have a good feeling it's going to you mm-hmm. know we're trying to get those ratings and you guys are doing us a big favor by mm-hmm. putting us on your show because 29 <laughs> million 28 million downloads a week yeah. i mean that's going to help a lot so we've been pounding the pavement making sure we're, we're drumming up enough information about it we took them on a promotional tour uh right after the package tour okay uh we did a small 42 city tour with these guys. It's not that small. Yeah, it's small. The venues were small. Oh, okay. Yeah, the venues were really small. No, okay. it, was a, it was a long tour, trust me. <laughs> I just got done fit, doing 50 cities with p- the package tour. Oh, my God. And then I went on 42 cities with these guys. Holy cow. And we've been touring ever since. I mean, it's been a year, long year. Uh, and then the filming so and all that. kind of a grassroots, kind of getting the word out about you guys. Yeah, what we did was, you know, 98 Degrees back in the day, we... we wrapped a Winnebago when we first got signed mm-hmm. because uh, you know, we're on Motown. They didn't really know what to do with a bunch of white guys on there. So we went out and wrapped our pictures on a Winnebago and drove it to cheerleading camps and, and Backstreet Boys concerts and yeah. let people become aware of us like that. We did that with these guys, only we got them a grand tour bus and yeah. these guys come rolling up in a rock star tour bus with their pictures on the side with them flexing all yeah, over the place. Like, and they're immediate guys? rock stars. They're like, what's going on? They're, we're in uh, you know Flint, Michigan and the tour bus is surrounded by girls who don't even know who we are. And I'm like, that's a good start. You know, yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's good, and it, it, it's kind of like an old school way of doing things. Right? It's an old school way that works. Yeah. And so, what we wanted to do was we want to get these guys acclimated to the hype before they were on TV, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't blow their minds this sudden rise that's to true. fame. So, and we wanted to give them an opportunity to build up their own individual brands, like boy bands uh, have their own fans uh, for each guy. Mm-hmm. This is it's the same for this. Some guy, some girls like the Latin guy. Some girls like the blonde uh, guy. Some girls like the singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. You know, so these guys all have. 
have built up their own social media and they've start, start to get fan bases of their own. It's been pretty interesting. That is interesting because you took the entire concept of what made boy bands so popular back in the day kind of and applied it to your business now. That's it. It's and yeah. it's not brain science. It's no. not brain surgery. You just I just took a model. I took yeah. a model and said, "All right, this worked for us. It'll work for these guys." Yeah. Uh, especially after Magic Mike came out. It's really hot. It's a mainstream topic. There's a documentary about La Bears, which is a uh a, a strip brand much different than ours, but also a successful brand. Mm-hmm. You know, the Chippendales was they were talking about making a movie about the Chippendales and how it got started. And of course, Magic Mike 2's coming out. So it's 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 no longer taboo. It's kind of cachet and it's yeah. cool right now. So. I do think that there is something missing in music, like which the boy band pop thing filled. Yeah. Because I I was a teenager when when that all was out, and it was fun, and it was it was innocent in a way, but it was it was a lot of fun. And today the teenagers, I, it makes me sound old, but you know they're listening to EDM and all right. the, all that, which is. It's great in its own way, but it's miss. That is missing. Well, there's a vocal, a lot of vocal elements mm-hmm. missing out of that. Yeah, you know, there is. And, and and there are not very many ballads out. And so, you know, look, I I went and produced a song with these guys singing it. It's a boy band esque song that we're going to release the night of the premiere that people mm. can go out and check out. And if they like the way they sound uh, doing it on the show. They can get the song. You know, that's right. So you guys are going to do the whole music component yeah, of it too, the we soundtrack really are. and all and that. And that's the part that really attracts me to, yeah. to it, um, among all the other things, and just it being an edgy kind of. You know, a maverick thing for for me to do. I like to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, you know, I'm not a big company guy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I thought that you know, look, let's put this on. See if we can get this on TV. I yeah. bet you everybody will like it. So I think everybody's going to like it. And I think, and it's not just for girls. The live shows is definitely tailored for girls. Yeah. Glenn, who is an openly gay guy, mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that it was tailored for the girls, that they, the girls could get their girls' fantasy night out. So the guys, he picked the guys that would be perfect for that. But the show, it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Guys are going to be like, oh, let's watch these guys, you know, yeah. these chumps. And then they're going to be like, oh, that dude's cool. Oh, man, he's a pro <laughs> football player. I remember he played in college. And, you know, like they're going to they're gonna find out. They're just, they're just dudes, you yeah. know, like everybody else. So it's more like a just like a performance, basically. It, it is. Singing and dancing. And are you dancing and doing the whole thing? No. Or no? Heck no. You're no. not in it at no, all. I, I'm, I'm not in it that much at all. Okay. Like I, I'm in the, the live show. I'm peppered in here and there doing some music I sing a number with the guys I do some other numbers that you know nostalgic numbers that get the crowd up out of their seats mm-hmm. you know one thing about the um, traditional male review is you know girls are sitting down at cocktail tables and it's like there's like 80 people in the audience and you know when I got to the Chippendales I was like hell no look, look I'm used to having the crowd up out of their seats get mm-hmm. those tables out of here we're gonna pack it the line's gonna be out the door like the philosophy's gotta be different because these guys will have much more energy if the girl if they're feeding off the fans rather than sitting there watching and all that stuff and so we made it like a rock concert and this one is really like a rock concert the lighting the sound the music it's 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 on it's on a whole on on a whole nother level makes me want to go see it i want to go see that show i think you'll like it i was just in vegas i should have saw it it's not it's not we don't have a residency there yet. oh you don't have a residency in vegas no no part of the part of the thing with the show is we're Figuring doing it Yeah. Okay. When it goes to series, now we, we did, part of the show is we, we do a finale and a showcase in Vegas, and I'm not going to give too much yeah. out about it. And, and we did really well there. 
Okay. Yeah, you know, so we we have had offers to go into Vegas now. Okay. But the show wants it to be part of the show, and obviously we want to keep the network happy, and we want that two hour or hour commercial weekly on there for these mm-hmm. guys. So we're gonna kind of do what they do. In the meantime, we're gonna tour. We're gonna mm-hmm. take these guys back Got on it. tour. They're doing bigger places now. No, no longer small dingy clubs, mm-hmm. selling out eight hundred, nine hundred thousand seat venues now, which is unheard of in this genre. Yes. And yeah. uh, you know these guys are growing by the day without any TV show on, just by yeah. what we're building with it and what they're building on their own. Yeah, it's smart. I think what you're doing is smart. It's, Thanks. It's I, totally, totally a good idea. It was risky. I was a little yeah. nervous about it, you know. And and but it's it's also like when I quit college to start 98 Degrees mm-hmm. with these guys, you know, that was risky too. I was almost done with my get my degree. Okay, now I'm gonna go quit school and go to L.A. from Ohio. And but you know, sometimes you get a gut feeling. You got to take risks, calculated risks, and give it a shot. That is interesting. Let's talk a little bit about that. So you were almost. I read this. You were almost done with college. Yeah. Like, what, what were you, like, uh, one semester away? I was away? a quarter away. A quarter Not away. even a semester. I was a quarter away from graduating a... And getting a degree? A psych degree, yeah. Oh, my but, God. <laughs> you know, I, I was I always did pretty well in school mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it, all that stuff, a lot of activities. I, I went to college, really. I wanted to play football too small. I played in college, small college, but that dream was, like, you realize, okay, this is the end. Yeah. You give it up. Yeah. I, I transferred to this school, to that school. And, and, and so I finally went to a big school just to finish out my education. And I just didn't, I'm not, I'm an advocate for staying in school, but I just was like, man, I, I know I can do something creative and I'm not, I don't need to pay all this money to go to school to learn stuff I already pretty much know. And I just never, away. I know, <laughs> I know. Crazy. And my dad, our whole lives was I, like, you're going to school. Yeah. You're going to graduate school. You're going to do this. And, and I just remember being in college going, you know what? I like hanging out with my friends and I think I can make money doing this or I can do this instead. And so, uh, you so know. So you're like always kind of a, a hustler, not a hustler. But yeah, yeah, it's just, a hustler. Yeah. It's a hustler yeah. mentality. Mm-hmm. It's always like, okay, I like to study stuff and go, well, all, all right, that's a success story, but it's really inside of the box. Mm-hmm. What happens if you venture out this way? It might not work, but what goes on out here? There's a whole other element of this that isn't explored. Yeah. And I find the, like some of the most successful people that I admired uh, and I was reading about always were thinking way outside of the box like mm-hmm. some of them didn't even graduate high school or some of them failed out of grade school and all of a sudden invented something amazing so i was like well let's explore more po- possibilities and you know i was at school and a party and with some of my other friends that didn't ultimately end up being in 98 degrees mm-hmm. and uh some girls asked us if they if we wanted to sing and we sang to them and it sounded really good i mean obviously like at, a, at a party you at just, a party you just broke out in song well we uh i had i had some experience in choir with uh-huh. four part harmony and stuff and and uh, these girls really wanted us to sing. And, of course, there were a bunch of girls there. And I was a college yeah, guy and, and like, yeah. drinking beer. And I was like, <laughs> sure, let's go. So I went to the bathroom with the guys. I was like, you sing this. Practice this. Practice this. Practice this part. I'll sing this part. We practiced like three times. Went out singing for the girls. And, and to see the reaction yeah. of 20-some girls that are like not even talking to us <laughs> about 15 <laughs> minutes before and after we sang was like – I was like, I, I like how this works. Like, I, I want to do this for a living. And, I mean, I immediately had a strong feeling about it, not just because of the ra- reaction action but it's something sounded great about it mm-hmm. and i called my mom i said i'm done i'm not doing school anymore i'm gonna go to la i'm gonna be a singer she's like okay honey uh call me when you sober up and so i, I said i said i'm dead serious i'm done i'm not you will not see me going back to school i'll pay you back whatever i gotta do and she was like all right well we support you and my dad was like you can always go back to school he was like whatever follow your dream be cool mm-hmm. and did you crazy. leave into LA with like any kind of leads or did you just say nope. I'm just going no I uh and, and where were you before? I was at Kent State in okay, Ohio, in Ohio yeah, yes. I, I was in Ohio and uh you know quit school that day, that night 
and I got a keyboard and I didn't know how to play keys, so I numbered the keys. Oh would listen God. to Boys to Men, All for One, Shy, Jodeci, and I would part their parts out using the numbers on the keyboard and I would practice with these guys all day long. And all wow. our friends were like, we're from a small town, all our friends were like, you guys are losers. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're never, ever, the chance is like one in a million. You're never going to do it. And I used to get really mad about that. And uh, it would just drive like, me a little bit more. crushing my dream. Yeah, I would just be like, <laughs> shut up. And, you know, we left school. We were like, all right, let's go to Cali. And So you got all the guys to go. Yeah. How many guys were there? There were four, four guys. So all four of you guys quit we, school? We got into a Reliant K car and uh, wow. drove across country to... Uh, Northern California. My dad had just got transferred there, so my parents said, "Yeah, you can stay with us for a couple of weeks before you go to L.A." Mm-hmm. We went there, and and keeping the guys together was a chore. I mean, they wanted to quit every day. They were all homesick. I mean, we were out there a month. They were like, "No record deal yet." I'm like, "Yeah, just give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. You know, give it some time." But ultimately, we went to L.A. We were about to get signed, and the guys I started the group with went back for Thanksgiving and quit, and they didn't come back. They were about to get signed for a record yeah, deal, they, and they, they just quit. They gave up on it. They quit. <sighs> so I started over. I started. Yeah. Start over. So and you found. I found the guys that are in the group now. So I, Nick, I, I Lachey, got introduced Lachey, Nick, Drew, and Justin. And Justin. Yeah. And, and we started. How did out you? There. Did the record company put you guys together? No, or? no, that's not what happened. I, I, I was doing security at clubs and things like odd jobs and putting ads out. I couldn't find anybody that had all the things that I wanted. And I met a guy that was also from Ohio, and he went to school with Nick. And he's like, "Hey, man, you know, I know a guy that's got a great voice that would be great for this." And Nick was in school, mm-hmm. and he gave me this tape. For those at home, yeah, about this big. Anyway, so yeah, uh, do they know what tapes are? Nobody knows what a tape is. A tape? They're going to be yeah. googling it. I know. What's that? It's a tape. Yeah. And so he gave me a tape, and I popped in and heard Nick. I thought he was amazing. I, ca- I had him call him up on the phone, and I was like, "You need to come out here. I got a bunch of leads. I almost got signed." Nick quit school, came out a couple months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that introduced me was in the group. Uh, we brought Justin out. Uh, and Justin came out, quit school, came out to LA, oh. and then the guy that introduced me to all of them quit and decided to be an actor. And oh. He's never been on anything. And then uh, we brought Drew in, Nick's brother, and then we started the group. That was it. Wow, and then the rest is history. The rest is history. And then you guys. Were you guys like you know you see in those movies where this you know young group of guys get together and like in a, a few months then they're uber famous and their lives are like forever changed? We got together in I think it was July, June or July of ninety five, and we were signed by August. Okay, so two months together. That was with the other guys for about a year. They yeah. quit. These guys came out. We had synergy immediately. We uh, we sang everywhere a cappella. Uh, and started getting a lot of attention. We went to a uh, Boys to Men concert, snuck backstage, and got discovered there oh, singing really? a cappella. And we wanted to be just like Boys to so Men. So you went to backstage at a Boys to Men concert, right. you snuck backstage, and randomly broke up, broke into song well, backstage? That's exactly what we did. We, uh, oh, really? Well, Boys to Men got signed doing yeah. that. Same thing. Oh, and okay. we, we admired Boys to Men, and we liked their sound, and we wanted to be on Motown like them. And so we were like, well, let's go to a Boys to Men concert. So we went to Boys to Men concert, sang backstage. There was a local radio station, urban station, put us on the radio. Then Boys to Men kept walking back and forth backstage before the guys? concert. Who are these guys? And Montel Jordan, who wrote, you know, this is how we do it. It's an old school song. Yeah. I don't know if you know oh, that yeah. one. This he was there. This is how we do it. Yeah, he even sing it as well as he does. And, and uh, you know, they, they uh, saw us, and, and we went and watched the concert. They, we actually got a 
approached by uh, the radio station and said, we'll introduce you to Boys and Men after, come back after. But mm-hmm. we forgot the passes. Oh. <laughs> so we watched it and then we had to sneak backstage again. Uh-huh. And we didn't meet Boys and Men, but we met uh, uh, Montel's road manager and he connected us. And then we got signed wow. to Motown. Yeah, That's just like awesome. they did. It was, it was like a dream come true. It was yeah. really cool. That's a cool story. And so fast forward later where a year ago, or was it 2013 when you reunited with 98 Degrees? Yeah. And then you toured with Boys and Men. Best ever. It's yeah. like a dream. I mean, you couldn't dream it better. And and oddly, they opened up for us, which they should have. Yeah, it should not be in my mind. Yeah. I mean, not to not to desecrate my own band or say that we're <laughs> we're not great. But boys, the men, uh, I idolize that group. I think wow, they're, they're fantastic. They're one of the best groups of all time. I think so too. And and so I just think that that that's the way they they put it together because mm-hmm. of the fan base or whatever. But boys, the men opened up for us, and I just could never imagine that in my wildest dreams while I was in my basement listening to the music. Going, I'm gonna have a group like this. I have a group like this yeah. that they would be sharing the stage with us and yeah. uh it was it was the best tour of my life i had more fun no pressure uh we weren't pressured to put have a hit single on the radio we weren't pressured to sell tickets it was sold out you know uh and you how know, many cities was the tour 49 49, 49 so cities. it was a you re- reunited with 98 degrees yeah. new new kids on the block reunited yeah. and in boys to men and all three of you guys decided to tour that's it together yeah Wow. And, and 98 Degrees hadn't been together for 13 years plus. So we, we hadn't had the right scenario that would drive us off from what we were doing together to mm-hmm. do this. And when they said, New Kids on the Block wants you to tour with them, well, they had been having tremendous success in their reunion. So we were like, that's something to think about. You know, at least people will be there. We buy, we'll be selling tickets. Mm-hmm. And then when they said Boys to Men, we were like, let's do it. Done. Let's go. So then you guys all reunited again. We did. So yeah. That, so New Kids on the Block was already touring and then they – Kind of reach out to you guys, said, would you guys consider? Yeah, they had been touring. They did a reunion tour of their own, which okay. was extraordinarily successful. And they toured for a couple of years. And then they added, you know, it, it might have started to lose its effect. So they added the Backstreet Boys, and mm. that did well. Mm. And then they decided, okay, let's do it again. And then this time add uh, 90 Degrees and Boys to Men. And then that was a success. So yeah. smart guys, the new kids. Yeah. yeah. So the tour was successful? It was great. It sold out every night. Really? Every night, uh, twenty thousand people a night, arenas all over the country. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I couldn't imagine. You know, ninety eight degrees. We we ended suddenly because nine uh, eleven happened, and we hadn't finished our tour. We all went and were with our families, and mm-hmm. we were tired. And our fan base they really didn't. Did they break up or they mad at each other? We were like, okay, let's let's give them something to really talk about here. This if we go out. There's no better way for us to go out. It's sold out tour in front of about a million people over mm-hmm. summertime and our families were with us and uh, we got to share that with them. That's cool. So it was awesome. I mean, it was yeah. cool. I watched Boys I Man every night. I was I watched them every night. And so did you you guys release new music though? We right? did. We did. I mean, we put together a t- uh, an album to support the tour more mm-hmm. than we put a tour together to support the album. Back yeah. in the day it was, you know, uh, but you know, we were like, okay, let's put some music together just for fun. It, we, it wasn't really crazily, uh, wildly promoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm totally, completely proud of that album. You know, it's a cool album. It's good. Mm-hmm. You know, we sound good on it, but it's not my favorite uh, work that we've done. How is, in your opinion, because that is interesting. So, 15 years later, you're touring, touring, yeah, and just the whole thing. How how has the music industry? Changed from when you were torn back to 98 degrees, Britney Spears, you know, all those different people to today. It's, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you, uh, you used to, like I said, you used to try to tour to drive CD sales for the record company. They want you on tour to drive those album sales. Well, you know, downloads eliminated that. Uh, the, the, and, and the industry has, has sort of lacked and not found a creative way to catch up to that. There are plenty of ways you can do it and models out there, but mm-hmm. they're always playing catch up as opposed to being innovative. So, you know, they 
gave pretty much the the, the music side uh, that do the records, the labels and whatnot, have pretty much given up on selling the albums. So mm-hmm. that's why they're dipping into artists on 360 deals, meaning all encompassing deals where they take a part of your writing, publishing, and mm-hmm. and your your touring and your merchandising, and instead of let's find a creative way to subsidize the cost of making a record and monetize the sharing, maybe mm-hmm. or the the downloading of the records by you know maybe cross promoting it with an advertiser or something as easy as that. Yeah. They, they haven't really uh, done that or, you know, getting analytics as far as like your fan base and all that boring stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there are ways to do it. So, yeah, that's gone. So so you, you don't think people don't yeah. buy music anymore, yeah, although they still gone, they yeah. still do. But uh, but, you know, now it's about touring, you know, get on a tour, but it's tough to get on tour without something on the radio as a commercial to drive the tour. But, you know, you got to find ways to do it and keep yourself relevant. Social media is great. It's amazing that was not available when we yes, were out. I mean, it was. So, it's a game changer. It's in a totally. Way. I mean, I, I can't imagine if we had Twitter or Instagram when oh we were out. Yeah. I, mean, would it, I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, but we had. But we did have a message board. <laughs> <laughs> you could log on to the message yeah, boards, though. You had a website, right? <laughs> Post something. And now I'm going to come back and there's going to be a reply. You had TRL, yeah. Right? Yeah. We had TRL. Totally that was our live. thing. Yeah, and and, and, and I, think that, I think that's missing now, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's still teenage girls all over the planet. Mm-hmm. They didn't disappear. Yeah. They're, so, well, they're busy taking selfies. That's right. Yeah. Selfies, I know. I have a teenage daughter as yeah. well, so I, I know all about it. So, how was it hanging out with. Nick Lachey, Jules Lachey. After all those years, did you? Were you guys close after? Yeah, I mean, we we were pretty close, but you know, look, we again, we were together for two months. Those mm-hmm. guys had known each other forever, and yeah. they knew me for two months, and then all of a sudden, we were thrust into the to the to the spotlight fairly quickly. Okay. And we and we were all raised really well, so you know, we knew how to take it on. It was crazy, but we knew how to take it on. But we were all work all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was we had fun. But it was a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of competition with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC out there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our label, like I said, they didn't quite know what to do with us. So, you know, we were stressed all the time. So we didn't have as much fun as we would have liked it the first time around. This time we're like, we're having fun. Yeah. We're having fun no matter what. Yeah. So we, and we did. You had a lot of fun. Uh, we had a, that was the best. <laughs> I, I mean, I could have stayed on tour forever. Are you guys planning on doing that again? Was it a one-time shot? I don't think you can top it. I honestly don't think you can top it unless I think I I was telling somebody the other day. The only other thing that might be able to top that is if the three, the big three from our uh, generation came out together. But it would have to be in sync, Backstreet, ninety degrees. That's what it would have to be. I I would be there in a heartbeat. And I think we might have got close with the Backstreet Boys, Mm -hmm. but in sync. Yeah, I don't know if oh Justin will ever go back. And and you really need all three of those groups. We'd sell out. That'd be sold out in two seconds. Oh yeah. But you know, other than that. I mean, I was happy with that. I'll take the memory from that. I can feel it in my body, yeah. the, the experience, and it was the best ever. I mean, yeah. outside of having my kids, that was awesome. It was good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're on to newer things, too, with the yeah. men on the strip. So yeah, so I'll go from selling arenas to now dealing with the strippers and <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, what a, what a giant leap I've made. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could turn the strippers into a whole butt, which is your we're, idea, We're trying right? to do. We're trying yeah. to do. We're trying to do it. Like, I'm going to release some music this summer. Okay. And some in the fall. I've got some really so contemporary solo stuff. stuff. Solo you? stuff. Yeah, okay, solo so stuff. you're doing a solo. You did a solo thing a few years back. Way a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. And what was interesting is that you gave away that music for free yeah I did two solo projects the first one I did out of my house I was mm-hmm. just learning how to do pr- pr- do production and, my, and our genre of music was gone so I couldn't get signed mm-hmm. I mean this was after we just sold 3 million records I yeah. could not even get a record deal so I just put it out on my own small project not very well produced I wasn't very good mm-hmm. and then I wanted to see years later do we still have a fan base out there alright I'm going to spend a little bit of money I created another album mm-hmm. and I gave it away for free in exchange for email addresses I wanted to see 
can I still do this or maybe I should move on to something else? And I collected almost 2 million, 1.5 million email addresses. That's a ton. It is email. a lot. That's a lot. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, I think 300 and some thousand of them now are yeah. still active out of all those because people change and whatnot. But that's still a large email database. I mean, could sell that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it worked. We still have fans. I mean, nothing's more gratifying or reinforcing to the idea than going on a tour where there's 20,000 people every night, but I didn't know. I didn't have that option, mm-hmm. but yeah, I gave it away for free and, uh, you know, it, it was crit- critically, uh, it, it did really well. I mean, yeah. I didn't make any money off yeah, of it. You, <laughs> I'm like, you, okay, so I have all these, so I have all, I didn't, yeah. so I have all these, all right, now what do I do with these emails? <laughs> I just gave away a record. So, uh, you know, so I've had the emails or whatever sitting on them or whatever, but yeah, I'm trying to You'd do have that. to figure out something else as well. So, something, yeah, that, instead of the album. Yeah, yeah. Maybe do two albums. Well, what's interesting is, what year was that when you did that? 2006, maybe 2007, yeah. And, and that's, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit ahead of the time in the sense of giving away things for free. Cause every, now when you go online and you go on any kind of anything online, the first thing they do is they always give something away for free to get those email addresses. I mean, I, I thought it would work. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know, I knew it was a success because of the number I collected, but I was, I, I literally had some label people call me saying, do not do this. Mm-hmm. Do not do this. In retrospect, do you wish you had charged or done it differently? No, because it worked. Yeah. I just wish I would have figured out a way to, to monetize it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, look, now, if, if I go do that now, uh-huh. I can go get a corporate sponsor to pay for, for the cost of the record. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and to help me market it, you mm-hmm. know? Now they'll be, oh, cool. You can get a million and a half people to eyeballs on your website. Yeah. Let's go. So I'll give is you. that what you're doing with your solo project now? No, I'm no. doing it traditional way. I'm going <laughs> to sell it. Go buy it. Okay. <laughs> no uh, free. That was a one-time yeah, that's it. No, I mean, look, I always want to incentivize everything. Mm-hmm. I think I'll put out, I want to put out singles. I have an album's worth of material. Okay. Uh, but uh, my, uh, what I would like to do mm-hmm. is do something on, I, I write and produce songs all the time. I mean, I, you know, my son is over here and he's tired. He's been hanging with me all week yeah. and we'll be doing press all day and then I'll go into the studio at night until, you know, he's like exhausted. Wow. But, you know, I keep working, so I have—I probably have 300 songs. So what I'd like to do is aggregate the fan base, get everybody active and aware that I'm doing this stuff. Maybe sell a little bit of material. You know, I'm not going to make any money off singles, mm-hmm. but and then ultimately get them to subscribe to my website, where they can go get content all mm-hmm. the time—a new song every week, uh, chats. Live concerts, all kinds of stuff. Would you, know. you do concert solo at any point? Yeah, I, I would. I would absolutely do solo concerts mm-hmm. on there, acoustic sets, or have guests on there. Yeah, you know, how's how's my own little area, kind of what you guys do, but yeah. for music and maybe a platform for other artists as well. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, you you are just done so much, which is Thanks. amazing, and we're so excited to see your show. Thank you. And that airs. This Sunday, June 1st, everybody, on E, what time? 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern and Pacific and Central, 9 p.m. Okay, great. So, everybody, make sure you check it out this Sunday. And, Jeff, thank you so much for being you here. You are fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you are awesome. Thanks it was so much fun chatting. Thanks for doing the research. I'm so flattered. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in here. And uh, make sure that you go online to AfterBuzz TV and that you rate us on iTunes 5 stars. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Jeff, tell everybody where people can find you on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. It's just at Jeff Timmons, both of those, and at Men of the Strip as well. And they have a YouTube channel, too. Come check us out there. Get our tour dates there, all that good stuff. Awesome. And I am your host, Erica Garcia-Rojas. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am EGR. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.